You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 137. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. How is everyone doing out there? Man, we are full on into fall. Halloween is right around the corner. It is insane to think about what all is this, like how fast this year has gone and how much faster I feel like it's going to happen. We're going to be rolling out some really amazing episodes uh, going into late November and into December with the tribe. I'm going to be running them through um, some teachings and some goal setting and what we can really start to expect out of 2022. If you're fired up about your 2022, you'd love to hear more about how to join the tribe. Please hit me up on Instagram at from sobriety to recovery at Jesse Mogul. You can hit me up in Gmail if, if you really are interested in that from sobriety to recovery at Gmail. And we're going to really, really harness this tribal power to get ourselves to just continue growing and evolving and just becoming this meant to be this version of ourselves that we seek. And it, it's it's all about progress. We're not seeking perfection. All right? As much as we love the idea of perfection and this pursuit of excellence, you know, we really have to be mindful of what it is that we're considering excellent and what we consider perfection? And are we putting these constraints around us that actually hold us back from even stepping into any level of achievement? I recently had it out. I'm not going to say I had it out, but I had a, a, there was a major disagreement between me and uh, one of my clients who didn't come from the sobriety world, came from my executive world. And they very much had this, like this unshakable grip on this desire to be perfect, to have this excellence in their life. And unfortunately, it's holding them back from actually stepping into any kind of actual action that would get them moving toward their goals. They've been sitting in this state of preparation now for so long that they've really just locked themselves into it. It's one of those situations where I've said many times, and I'll say it again, you're not stuck, you're standing still. And when you think that you're not making any headway, the reality of it is, is that it's not a magic potion or elixir or some motivational message I'll happen to say at any given moment that's going to fire you toward that action. It's literally just finding the easiest step to take and then taking that step because one step forward begets the next. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step mentality. I say this all the time. If you to people who are especially the sober curious of you out there, if you want to start working on actual sobriety and one day addiction recovery, if you drink seven days a week, just don't drink one more, one of those days this week. Or if you normally start at five, don't start till seven. Like I know it doesn't seem like much, but I'm telling you little changes become the foundation for what you'll one day look back and think were humongous moments. Like, with me and one of my clients, we kept calling, you know, oh, these little changes you make in your life, but they're not little. They're actually monumental. One day they'll be considered little because when you start to stack one on top of another, eventually you look back and you've got a, this entire structure you've created. But when you're first creating this this new structure of your life, 
laying down five or ten bricks is going to be pretty damn big because before there was nothing and now there's something. So as you begin to create your new life, I really want you to celebrate the victories that you have along the way. For me, I love to put on a couple different songs when I have a good coaching session, when I finish a podcast, when something awesome happens in my life. I listen to Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart and Moby's Body Rock. Randomly was flipping through Spotify one day and was like, I'm, you know, I want something to use as an auditory anchor to pump me up or to remind me that I just did something worth celebrating. And I was listening to hair bands at the time and kickstart my heart came on and I was like, well, that's, that's definitely one of them. And then randomly listening to uh, Moby one day came across body rock and I'm like, well, that's definitely one of them. I'll add more. I'll absolutely add more. But right now those two are doing it awesome. And so what is maybe a song you could play when you do something great that you could lock in as an auditory anchor that says something awesome just happened. Let me stop in this world, in this life that just seems to be running straight forward like a locomotive. Let me just stop and celebrate for a moment that something awesome just happened. Something that six months or a year or five years ago, I wouldn't, it wasn't even on my radar for me to accomplish this. And now it was accomplished and I'm happy and I'm proud for myself that I put down the dedication and the discipline to accomplish this. One of the, one of my tribal members, you know, he's starting to step out and speak at his meetings or his church. Another one's just getting ready to launch a podcast. Another one's just started up her own tattoo business. You know, another one's actually having really awesome communicative conversations with her husband. There's so much amazing action going on inside the tribe. And this is stuff that six months, a year, three years, five years ago, maybe it seemed unattainable. Maybe it wasn't even on the radar. January 13th of 2017, I didn't think I was going to have two rockin' podcasts and a best-selling book and be speaking on stages and getting ready to just absolutely shake up my entire life for the better and go off on the amazing adventures. I had no idea what was ahead for me. Sometimes I still feel like I'm flying a bit blind because it's like things come at me and I'm just like, yay or nay, right? It's like, does it feel good in the gut? Go for it. If it's a little off, maybe not. But the point is that I'm open to new challenges. I'm open to new opportunities. Stepping into sobriety and addiction recovery is opening yourself up to new opportunities, to new challenges, to seek to progress through them, not for the perfection, the perfection that was never attainable to begin with. Cool thing I remember hearing somewhere along the way was that anywhere you see a straight line in nature, you know that humans have been there because nature and God don't create straight lines. And I thought, well, that's pretty, that's a pretty cool thing to realize, right? Like there's no straight lines in a forest, right? I mean, some trees might line up and that's definitely just by happen chance. But, you know, when you see, you know, rocks formed that are straight, or you see a bunch of trees that go for like, you know, a long distance straight, humans have definitely been there, right? God doesn't seek to find perfect lines and Again, whatever you feel about religion, just roll with me on this. We're not seeking to discover Mother Nature to create straight lines. It's just beauty all around us. Where are you now ready to start seeing the beauty all around your life? 
when one of my tribal members uh, has this predisposition to only want to do things with other people, and then they make a decision to go to a meeting by themselves so that they don't miss out on an opportunity to make friends there, and then perhaps go to that same meeting in the future with someone. If they don't first go to the meeting by themselves, they never have a chance to make a friend there to one day go to that meeting with. My mom told me years and years and years ago, back when I was like 16 or 17 years old, she's like, Jesse, get comfortable doing things by yourself. Because if you don't, you're going to be missing out on opportunities your entire life. You will miss out on experiences. You will miss out on moments that you will one day hold dear, all because you didn't want to go alone. At the time, I didn't realize how valuable this information was, but since I've lived so much life since my mid-teens, I can now look back on that, and it's just some of the best advice I ever received. Because I've gone to concerts, I've gone on road trips, I've gone to restaurants and movies, and I've I've gone to zoos, or I've gone to parks and museums, I've done so much on my own. And I've been able to have just wildly fascinating experiences. But if I was unwilling to do these things by myself, then I wouldn't have gone to those shows. I wouldn't have visited those places and I wouldn't have those memories. Because not everywhere I want to go and not everything I want to do, do other people want to go do it when I want to do it or stay as long as I want to stay. So for me, it's like, okay, I'll buy a ticket to go see fish and go by myself. There's 27,000 other people there. I'm not really going to be alone. I just won't happen to know anyone's name around me but it doesn't mean I'm still not part of that community while I'm there. And frankly, don't want people yammering in my ear while I'm trying to listen to the songs anyways. (laughs) This is where I want you guys to start to feel comfortable enough in your own skin, if you don't already, to go do things by yourself, even if no one else wants to go. And there might be literally people who want to go, right? but it doesn't necessarily mean you want to go with them. I remember... Um, not going to concerts anymore with my cousin after she made me late a couple times when I first moved to LA and I wanted to see the opening act. And so she wouldn't be ready. We'd miss the opening act and we showed up to one of my favorite bands five songs in. I later discovered, I didn't know at the time, I just knew that they were already playing and I was not happy that I missed their open. And I was right then and there. I was like, that's it. I'm just going to go to concerts on my own now because this person's going to make me late and I don't want to tolerate not seeing the band as soon as they come on. I'm comfortable going. I should just go. And sure enough, saw many a band. I've seen hundreds of shows in Los Angeles by myself. When I get there, I don't feel alone. I'm dancing. I'm jumping up and down. I'm enjoying the music. And you can too. You can enjoy anything you desire to enjoy if you're willing to step through whatever fear you might have about doing it. The fear to move forward is just being made up in your mind by what you think might happen that could knock you off your line. Humans are driven with two major emotions inside of them, fear or love. I love me, I love what I want to experience, so I'm going to step into the love and I'm going to go to a concert or a movie or a museum or whatever, I'm going to do it on my own and I'm going to be 
comfortable in my own skin enough that I don't care if people look at me. And if they look at me, I'm not going to think that what they're thinking is that, I can't believe that loser's here by himself. (laughs) You have no idea what they're thinking unless you walk up and ask them. And the likelihood that they would tell you to your face that they think you're a loser for being there alone is very minimal. (laughs) So you won't get the truth out of them anyways. So who cares? Who cares? Step into your sobriety, not caring what other people think when you tell them you don't drink anymore. You have made a decision for yourself. If all your friends want to continue drinking and you still want to keep them as your friends, then you better get comfortable just not drinking around them because they're not going to change their behavior just to placate you. And if they find themselves changing their behavior to placate you, you might find yourself not getting invited to things as much. Which one do you want? to not get invited, or to be able to go and just be okay around it. You have to make that decision for yourself. At the beginning stages, you may not be comfortable being around people partying, but after some time, you might be. But you still may not want to be around those people. (laughs) Beating yourself up along the way about missing out on stuff, beating yourself up about anything, is not going to be productive for your mental health. I talked about in the tribal meeting today that I read somewhere in my readings that humans think that when we beat each other, when we beat ourselves up about what, not doing something when we thought we were going to, let's say you say you're going to go to the gym at 3 p.m. and you skip it today. We think, well, if we beat ourselves up, it'll make us more likely to go to the gym next time. What it actually does is it deters us from even deciding to go to the gym Because inside of our minds, we say, well, last time I committed to going to the gym and I didn't go, I gave myself a tongue lashing and felt bad about it for like two days. So now I'm just not going to commit to it. And maybe if I happen to end up there, then it's cool. But I'm not going to commit to it because I don't want to beat myself up around it. And then all of a sudden, we haven't been to the gym in three months. We haven't called our parents in three months. We haven't done something in three months because the last time we missed it, we beat ourselves up about it. And when you find yourself not performing at your best, when you look back and you think, hmm, could have done that better. Could have done that better. If you don't like the taste of it once, then don't eat it twice. If you don't like the way you feel around an action once, don't do it twice. This little quote came from my, my best boy, TJ. He's like, well, if you don't like the way it feels once, don't do it twice, Jess. And it was it was it was just like the best way to sum up some of the ways that I've that I've behaved recently. Like if I look back and I don't like the way that I performed, then don't do it again. I can't go back in time and make up for the mistakes I've made. And God knows I've made a lot of them. But I can not like the taste and choose never to eat it again. I can't be so not thrilled. I don't even want to say disappointed because a disappointment is is subjective. I just I walked away from some things and I said, ah, "Damn. What if I'd have done it differently?" Okay, let's learn from that and let's make sure that we begin to behave the way that we desire moving forward. One of the keys that I I learned from my missteps, whether it's in my relationships, whether it's my personal self, whether it's with my mindset, whether it's with clients and coaching, whatever it might be, is that listen to 
the feedback, but see it as a way to improve toward a positive rather than it being a negative knock to my ego. When me and a client recently didn't get along so well and we ultimately decided to part ways, I had asked myself, I was like, okay, some of the things they said, all right, all right, I can take that as feedback. Some of the things they said, though, were definitely more of an issue of what was going on inside of them and less had to do with me. This goes back to that whole bullying thing that it, the way if somebody's bullying, it has more to say about what's going on inside of them than it has to do with you. There's always going to be some level of feedback that you can take in and say, okay, let me be a little bit more mindful of this. But not everything someone says to to you is going to actually be about you. A lot of it is going to have to do with them and what's going on inside them. And they're going to project that outward because, heaven forbid, they should actually have to deal with their own inner turmoil. And... As we've discussed in the past, the unconscious mind will project your own issues out on other people so that they get brought to your conscious awareness. So when you find yourself projecting, ask yourself, where is this actually occurring in my life? Where am I doing this in my life? When I was able to step back from this recent client interaction and say, okay, where might they be accurate in some of their feedback? And where might they be projecting? It gave me a much clearer perspective on what was happening because all of our previous encounters were delicious and awesome and you could not even deny that they were beneficial. And then out of clear blue, this one goes sideways. And I'm like, hmm, let's step back and let's really investigate what was going on. And let's learn where I can learn and then let's release it. We talk about trauma a lot. We can go back in our minds. We can relive something that we want to, to, to correct. We can relive something that we weren't thrilled about doing, right? So we can go back there. We can think about it. We can take the lesson from it, and we can leave the sorrow, sadness, depression, guilt, shame. We can leave it back there with the memory where it belongs, and we can bring with it the lesson, and we can release. We can release the trauma because it is our responsibility to heal our own trauma. It wasn't our fault it happened, but it's absolutely our responsible responsibility to heal from it. You're never going to please everybody all the time. You're not going to perform 100% all the time. It, it's, it's mathematically impossible, but you can absolutely push your, put your best foot forward every single time you get out of bed. Every day I seek to wake up ready to perform better than I did the day before, and when my head hits the pillow, I want to be able to say, Damn it, I absolutely put in the best effort I could. Where can I improve tomorrow? When we were talking in the tribal meeting today, Tim, you're out there, I know you're listening. We talked about the book, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and just the overall theory and the overall you know, energy of just not letting what other people say get underneath your skin. Not letting it bother you, whether it's about your sobriety, whether it's about your recovery, whether it's about your behavior in the past. Everyone has their own internal picture of who they think you are, and it more than likely is not accurate. Not in the way that you believe it could be accurate. So when we go back to Don Miguel Ruiz's first agreement, and we, we, we remember to not th- take things personally, we realize that when someone attacks us, it says more about what's happening inside them than it does us, then we can step back and say, okay, is there any way I can help them with this? More often than not, probably you can't. 
People have to journey inside themselves and want to heal, want to self-discover. They have to want to understand what's hiding in the shadows. Most people, when it comes to my coaching, they, they're, uh, look, I'm aggressive. Like, not aggressive like mean, but like, I'm aggressive with you toward yourself. Like, hey, if I hear you using limiting belief talk, if I hear you spinning the same old yarn, the same old story for why you can't, 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 when I know damn well that you can, 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 yeah, I'm not going to let you spiral and swirl and screw that one in any deeper. Uh-uh. No, no, no. And I'm doing it through the podcast, too. It is my responsibility, if you're going to take the time out of your day, to listen to what I have to say, to make sure you realize that you are abundance. Anything you prioritize can be accomplished in your life. You just have to want to prioritize it. You have to be ready to get out of that own spiraling bullcrap you've been feeding yourself and realize you absolutely can attain the life you desire if you prioritize the attainment of it, the discipline that it takes, the consistency, the persistence. This is what my book talks about. You've got to take action and you've got to really got to embrace that discipline every single day, knowing you're going to have to exercise flexibility in order to embody tenaciousness. If you haven't read my book, it's super cheap. Grab the damn thing on Kindle. I'm telling you, it's just, I wrote it for the college community, but I could have called it easily, you know, uh, addiction recovery success habits, because it's really written for our community just as much as it's written for the college success habit community. Because when you embody your own set of values or principles, and if you're not sure what they are, and you just start to read about others, you'll start to create it inside yourself. You'll start to see where you are, where you are perceived lacking actually is an opportunity to become the desired growth that you've always wanted. I took some notes in, in the tribal meeting today. It was be unapologetically confident and enthusiastic. Dance like no one's watching. F it, man. Dance like everybody's watching. And the side eye they're giving you is them wishing that they had the freedom inside their own mind to dance like a little kid in front of a bunch of people they don't even know. Go to the concert by yourself and boogie down. And let everybody laugh and point if that's what they choose to do. But you know what? Their eyes should be on the band. They should be dancing with you, not pointing and laughing, not listening to the music, and instead paying attention to you having the time of your life. Who's winning that one right there? You are. Boogie Down Productions, man. If somebody else has enough time to be pointing and laughing at me, they are absolutely missing out on what's going on around them. Because if I'm dancing around them, there's a reason to dance. Release the caring of what people think. Release what they might be taking from your behavior and just know that you are having the time you want to have. I remember being at a ton of after parties back in my raving days and wanting to dance at like five, six in the morning. Everyone's putting aluminum foil on the windows so that the sunlight doesn't get come in and people sitting on the couch and just, you know, it's just if you're up at six in the morning dancing and putting aluminum foil over windows, you're not sober. And I just remember like I stopped myself from dancing so many times because I didn't know what people were thinking about me wanting to dance. And I look back at that in one particular time in the living room of our house in Orlando, I just remember, I can actually still picture the three faces of the people looking at me and like a little sideways, like what's this person doing? And I was having a blast, but I stopped. 
I stopped dancing to the music. I walked outside and I sat down and I just just decided I wasn't going to dance if people were going to watch me. And that's burrowed into my head, but not in a negative way. In a way that says, you know what? I don't even know who those people are. I didn't know who they were then. I don't know who they are now. And even if I did know them, they are long gone. That was like 1998. (laughs) That was 25 years ago. What do I care what they thought of me then? I definitely don't care what they think of me now. So why do you let people look at you sideways now and dictate what you're going to do now when in the future you will not care? If anything, you'll be the one that they come up to one day and say, you know what I've always loved about you? Your free spirit. You dance even when people are watching and you don't care. You go into places where people are drinking and you have the time of your life and you show us shit can go down in an amazing way, sober. I want you, if you still have that desire inside of yourself to isolate away, to protect yourself, to hide away, the opposite of addiction is connection and I want you to go out and I want you to connect. I want you to find the community that works for you. I want you to know that you can go places by yourself and you can connect with the people that are there. Don't freak out and worry if you can't find someone to go to an aquarium with you. Just go to the aquarium because guess who you're going to find there? Other people who like aquariums. You don't really ever go to an aquarium and then find a bunch of people walking around pissed off that they're at an aquarium. Unless maybe I guess it's parents. (laughs) who have no choice but to take their kids. But for the most part, anyways, if you go somewhere, what you're going to find there are people who want to be there. So if you can't find people to do the things you want to do, go to the place you've been wanting to go, and there will be people there who want to be there, who probably want to meet other people who want to be there. I know, I know, I know. It sounds simple, yet so many of us are afraid to take that first step. 2022 is going to be mind-boggling awesome. It is literally going to change millions and millions of people's lives. Billions. It's going to change every person's life on this planet. Whether you choose to see it as desirable and positive, or whether you choose to see it as undesirable and negative, is all in your perception and in your mindset. Massive changes ahead for everybody. Whether you choose to see it or not see it, that's up to you. Negative, positive, up to you. Desirable, undesirable, up to you. I can say inspiring words. I can point you in the right direction. But you have to get up. You have to do it. In the book I'm listening to on Audible right now by David Goggins called Can't Hurt Me, he talks about how the motivated person, right, Motivated to run, so they get up at five in the morning, they open the door, it's snowing, they say, screw it, they go back to bed. It's not just motivation. There has to be an internal fire. There has to be a part of you that will not take failure as an option, that will not stop until what you seek to achieve is achieved. It might change along the way. We've discussed that. But there is an achievement that you seek from yourself, and you will not stop until you attain it. It could be your sobriety. I don't care if it takes another 10 years. If you get here, the door has been open all along. We're waiting for you. And we're not mad it took you 10 years to find it. We're just glad you're here. You're afraid to take that first step because there's nobody else around you who wants to follow you? That's okay. Come on down. We're here. 
We love it. We love it. One of my coworkers said to me recently, he's like, you know, Jesse, he's like, I've never heard one person say that they made a bad choice when they decided to get sober. He's like, you just seem like you're happier than a pig and poo the way you talk about it. I'm like, because I am, bro. And he'd been sober for a month. Now he's been sober for multiples. He may or may not go back to drinking. It wasn't a thing for him like it was for me. He just realizes how much better he seems to be accomplishing good grades and saving money and moving his life towards his meant-to-be when alcohol's not involved. Now he stopped smoking weed. He's going to the gym, putting on a little weight, got some muscle structure. Man, this guy's radically changing his life. The habits you participate in on a day-to-day basis become the foundation for your life. And whatever you want to achieve, we're not looking for 14 things to change at once here. One thing at a time. One little change. 21 days to start a new habit. 90 days to create a new lifestyle. A lot of the stuff I'm talking about with you guys right now is stuff that people in my tribe, my clients, they've been hearing. But the difference with them is instead of it just being sort of this abject idea, They get it pinpointed to their needs, their desires, what's happening in their life in the moment. And we get them on the right track. We get them moving forward. Y'all out there who are are part of this, you know. You know you've heard me say this stuff because this is how I talk. This is the kind of tutelage I offer. And this is where you all can go. 2022 is going to be amazing. Changes are going to be happening. Your awareness around those changes, that's going to decide whether your 2022 finishes the same as 2021 or even better, or perhaps you've slid back. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But the beauty of it is, is that it's like this unwritten book. It's like this pad of journal paper and you just get to write it every single day. What are you going to write? Doing little things consistently Right? Are you excited? Are you motivated to do these little things Right? that become these big things? Things, right? NLP can get someone who's afraid of snakes or claustrophobia. We can get them over that in 10 or 15 minutes. But it's the act of putting themselves in a situation where they're in confined spaces or they might come across a snake. That's how we really know that it's solidified. That's how we know that the change has taken place. We can shift things in your mind all day long, but until you take action and put yourself in a position, put yourself into a circumstance that used to make you uncomfortable, you will not know the growth is occurring. You will not be able to tangibly experience it until you put yourself in a situation that used to frighten you, that used to bring you fear or grief or sadness. Whatever it might be, you have to step into it. You're afraid to watch your loved ones go out the front door because something bad might happen to them, right? Then you just, you slowly but surely let them get further and further away before you finally yell, I love you, right? You, you, for me, I have this thing about locking doors because I was robbed a lot back in college, right? To break myself of that, I just slowly, slowly but surely just, you know, I still lock my car three times. I just, I'm just so used to the three chirps, mostly because I'm barely paying attention for the first two. But I used to go back and check my car doors like four times before I could walk away from my car. Slowly but surely, I just let myself get further and further away, right? I would just stop and be like, Jesse, you locked your door right? You know it's locked. You're good. Walk away. It'll be fine. Came back a couple times. Car's still fine. Came back 50 times. Car's still fine. Came back thousands of times. Car's still fine. Now I can walk away from the car. Still chirp it three times, but at least I'm not coming out of like the movie and checking it like I used to. It's these little steps 
right? That aren't really little. And I got to I got to program a new way of saying that because they're just steps that become gigantic. I want you to be paying attention to where in your life you have been changing all along that I'm now bringing into your awareness. And I'm going to leave you on this. Self-awareness around your own life will be the difference that makes the difference. Because for those who just blindly go through life and don't actually stop and turn around and say, wow, look where I used to be. I didn't even know that this life I have right now was an option, let alone attainable. Or I didn't even know it was attainable, let alone an option. You have all the power in your own life to move it toward what you desire to move it toward. Is it going to be openness and love and connection? Or is it going to be solitude and isolation and fear? 2022 is coming very swiftly upon us. After Halloween, let's face it, the Christmas stuff shows up before Thanksgiving's even happened. Before you know it, time's changing. It's dark all the time. It's freezing freaking cold. And out of that hibernation will come a new you. Is it going to be a new you you're proud of and you're ready to show the world? Or is it going to be one that you look in the mirror and say, damn it, what have I done? Why didn't I do this, this, or this, or this? We don't beat ourselves up, but we do want to be self-aware of our progress. And when we're not going all the way up, we want to start to seek ways to change that behavior in us. We calibrate on behavior. So what is your calibration? How are you behaving and where are you seeking to move it all the way up? For those of you who'd like to know more about how to coach with me, to be a part of the tribe, to be a part of the group, whatever it might be, hit me up at From Sobriety to Recovery at Jesse Mogul, always from sobriety to recovery at gmail.com. I'm out here. Stand up, step forward, raise your hand, and I'll call on you. And as always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. Every day is the best day of our lives because we wake up sober. Fuck yeah. Shout out to Sunshine. Glow on. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.